Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Storing the tense. Storing the tense. Storing the uh, Storing the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Ah, uh, somewhere, somewhere in route. I have heard he is out of the mud. Is Cobb? So Cobb will not be here tonight. If he pops in halfway through, good. But we, uh, Matt and I, are not positive where he is in the world right now. Hopefully, in the state of Washington. But beaming his satellites for Palm Springs, he's right here with me. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. It's good to see you. Uh, yeah, just, man. Just watching the Justin Timberlake concert film he did for HBO on the Future Sex Love Tour. All right. Damn. That man is so talented in so many ways. Uh, it's, it's amazing to watch. Um, yeah, Have so- you seen him? No, I've never seen him live. That's why I texted you. All right. So, yeah, today, like I'm finishing off the venture, but I get a text from Matt. that's like, do you see him on the future sex love sounds tour? And I was like, no, I had to look it up because it was right. It was right before the Seahawks won that Super Bowl. So I was like, it was the 2020 experience or whatever tour. Okay. Yeah, that was I mean, literally. Trying to remember, it wasn't. It wasn't the Saturday night before the Super Bowl because you we we were at Aaron Jones the next year, literally the night before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so this was the year before. So it was probably like a week before the Super Bowl. And I remember it super c- clearly because it was like a dry January for me. OK. And the girl I was with at the time, like I, she was like, it's fine, but she was still just like hammering drinks or whatever. It's so like, cool, but like, I was, I mean, I was, I don't know, I might have eaten an edible or something, but I'm pretty sure I was stone sober. That Timberlake show was unbelievable. Like, no opener. I think he played for three hours. He took, like, an intermission. Like, the stage was moved. Like, part of the stage would go farther into the arena than come back. And then, honestly, like, when I was there, I just kind of forgot that, like, oh, yeah, he's from a boy band. So, like, I can't remember if he did. He might have done an in-sync song or two, but like just the choreography and the dancing and singing at the same time, I was like, this is unbelievable. Oh, it's so it's so mind blowing. Like, I, I just can't get over And then he'll play piano. He'll play guitar. He plays guitar and he's dancing all over while he's hitting those notes. And it's just like. You know, I was really there's like an emotional thing of like feeling emasculated and like cursing God for not blessing me with that kind of talent, but also just being like, it's nice to know what's possible. And I'm happy for the guy. I like him. I'm not like because when he was out, that's why I was texting you. Like, I just you were one of the few vocal like male JT fans back in the day. Right? Oh, like, yeah. I used to catch so much heat on KSW from listeners. Yeah, yeah for that, I remember Timberlake. that. Yeah, it was like a running joke, right? Because uh, like, I already liked boy bands, right? So I liked them in sync. But when Justified came out, I was living in that shitty, horrible uh, 
basement room in Baltimore with all my buddies that went to Hopkins, right? This is the room where two people have died. You could see the the char marks still on the beams. So I had a rate, I had a alarm clock that had a CD player in it and somebody, right? So I'm like, I'm like working at a radio station a couple days a week, working at a bar a couple days a week. So just, you know, just grinding. But I had and I kept super weird hours working overnights on the weekends. But I had Justified. And like I would sit in that room and just listen to Justified all the time. So that's when I really became like a massive Timberlake fan. And then, right, like his second CD came out. And all of a sudden, like it was like, all right, people like Timberlake. And then it, like a year or two later, it was like everybody loved him. And it was like cool to like him. Yeah. Yeah. And he deserves those props. Like there was something back then where I, it, I thought I was too cool for it or whatever. I, I think I was just threatened by like, yeah, I'd, he's great. at He's better than me at golf for sure. <laughs> he is a good he's golfer. great at golf. I hear he's solid at, when he plays hoops. I was like, going to say, he just, can hoop like a boss too. It's just not fair, right? Like, so I was running this like roller coaster of emotions of just trying to enjoy the show and, you know, but uh, there's just all these little interruptions of like, God damn it, dude. Like he's more jacked than me too. Like literally fitness and golf are so much of my existence. And he's like, yeah, what a, those are givens. I got to sell out MSG and dance and sing like, <laughs> play all these instruments. Like, damn it. Well, I'm telling you, even if like people listening to this, I'm sure there's some people listening and being like, I don't like Tim. Like, I'm telling you, it is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. So two funny things. Number one, he takes an intermission and he comes out and he's got like that famous drinking song. So now he's like doing shots on stage. Like you could tell when he comes out after intermission, like he's a little lubed up and he's like, he's like, all right, Seattle. Like he's like, you know, everybody knows him from Tennessee and this and that. And he's like, if y'all don't mind, I just have to try it. And he's like, see, it's like, Fox. You know what? That's what it was. It was the night before the NFC championship game where Richard Sherman tips the ball. No, I remember, like I knew it was something big with the Seahawks. I mean, wow. when he started going, see, I mean, the plate, the roof just blows off. That's so sick. Oh, my God. So then the girl I'm with who's my girlfriend at the time. And like, look, I don't falter. Like if she wasn't drinking and I, I probably have some drinks anyhow. Like, it's getting towards the end of the concert, right? And now he's getting to, like, his encores. And I can't remember what song it was. But she looks at me and she's like, I think I might throw up. Like, we need to leave. And oh. I'm like, I'm like, okay. But we are dead center in the middle of this row. <laughs> so I start cutting through. And Matt, there's, like, I don't know, just these, like, teenage girls, right? Like, 16, 17. And I mean, the looks they gave me as I said, excuse me, was just I mean, still some of the evilest, like, I hate you looks I've ever seen in my life because they're they're singing full, you know, full board, full throw. Oh, yeah. Fired up singing. And then I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. I got to get my girlfriend out of here. I mean, they were pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're in full teeny bopper mode. Just letting it all hang out. Oh, man. I can't say your girlfriend puked on them. 
Right. Exactly. Like, I don't like, I think maybe in the end, she just wanted to leave. She was not nearly the Timberlake fan. I was, <laughs> and you know me, I'll leave a concert early. Timberlake. I was like, Oh, we're staying for these encores. Yeah. But man, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'll never forget like those girls and just like, like the, the first girl, I, I really didn't think she was gonna let me pass by. I mean, they were, they were so mad. I was like, I, I, all right, like, sorry. Like, I'm not trying to ruin your night. I just, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you stay put. <laughs> right. This is my moment. <laughs> but yeah, he puts on, uh, he puts on one hell of a show. Hell, you know what? Like, it's fine. Like, I, 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 I don't think I've heard from that girl in, in years. But the funny thing was, and like, look, she wasn't a mass. She wasn't a big like sports person. Right. But that year, the Hawks keep winning. Right. This is the famous story I talk about. Like we'd go to South Center and I'd be like, I don't know, like, here's some money. Go to Sephora. Where are you going to be like? I'm just going to hang out on the Red Robin. because <laughs> There was TVs. And then also. She loved uh, Roxy Bowl over there in like White Center. Okay. She liked the Chinese food. So like there'd be at least two Sundays a month where I'd be like, hey, you want to go get your favorite Chinese food? She'd be like, yeah, like you're cool with that. And I'm like, super cool with it. <laughs> it's like, right, because on the TVs were the game. Got the games on. <laughs> right. So fun Sunday outing. <laughs> right. So that Sunday, I mean, this is somewhere between Timberlake and a Seahawks podcast now. But that Sunday, right, like I am amped. So I'm like, hey, like, I'll never forget. Like, let's go to I was like, let's go to KFC, get some chicken. You know, like I had like like I had just gotten a soda stream and you could make Kool-Aid in it. So I'm not drinking. I think I gained five pounds. I drank so much freaking Kool-Aid. But I'm like, let's set this up. And I remember when we got the chicken, the guy was like, oh, man, we messed up this order in front of you. Behind, He's like, you guys watching the game? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm watching the game. And he's like, here you go. He gave us like an extra like meal or something. So like the day's going good. And she goes, hey, I'm like, we're back at her house, which keep in mind, we had just switched over. She doesn't have cable. So I had gone to like Target and one other store to get an HD antenna so I could see <laughs> see some sports. <laughs> why, why we couldn't just be at my house where there was cable? I have no idea. <laughs> so the game's in ready. So she goes to take a nap. And like, she's napping and napping. And I'm just, I mean, the game was unreal. I'm also pissed because somebody offered me a ticket at face value and I turned it down. This is like, oh, I told my girlfriend I'd watch it with her. Oh, so she's napping. So at this point, I'm like, I don't care. Right. Like, I got, I got fried chicken. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. I'm like smoking bowls in the living room, watching this awesome game. And then that tip happens and I just lose it. I'm like screaming and she comes out and she's like, what happened? I'm like, you just missed one of the greatest football games of all time. And she goes, I don't never She dead ass looks at me and goes, why didn't you wake me up? And I go, you said you wanted to take a nap and not to wake you up. And I was just like, yeah, you missed it. <laughs> like it was, it was awesome. <laughs> Just, just trying to do what you told me to do. All right, there you are. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. I was just saying, um, oh, it says it's me. Uh I can't yeah, I tell. was just saying, like, you're just doing what she asked you to do. But yeah, right? You said you want to take a nap and I, which I don't care. Like it, this will sound horrible or bad, maybe, but like one of my favorite things in the world is like when I'm dating a girl and it's a Saturday and there's college football on, 
Like she's like, I want to take a nap. Like, sure, cool. Got my girl that napping in the other room. I'm watching football. Like, life is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those little moments where you're like alone, but not, but still with someone are yeah, they're they're nice. It's like the contrast. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I got a girl. She's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I got a little TED time to watch football and, yeah. you know, have a little smoke. Maybe maybe have a brewski. Who oh, knows? yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm sitting here like, dude, football season's coming up again. I forgot about that, like, cons- that push-pull every Sunday of, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's one of the days we have together, and I just want it to myself for... <laughs> A few hours every time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of sports I like, yeah. right? But like, you know, like F1 is usually on so early in the morning. That doesn't conflict with anything. Same with like English Premier League. But like when it comes to Maryland football games or like a Seahawks game, like I, I'm generally sitting somewhere watching it, right? Yeah. Whether it's at my own home or at a buddy's house or at a bar, like I, I, I'm watching those games. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of football, what do you prefer? I mean, I know you don't drink anymore, but it's, I guess I know your answer, but do you prefer going out with like a group of people at a bar or watching it at home? Man, uh, I mean, some of the best was watching them at your house. Like some of those crews we assembled, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of right in the middle, right? Because it's just like a group, but in a home. Um, that's though, that's probably my favorite. We've had some good ones over at the house on the, on the big screen back in the day. Um, and you know, bars are fun. Uh, usually there's a few times where I I think you might've been the one that turned me on to the move of just going to a stadium bar and just being there for the the oh, whole yeah. excitement and then you don't go to the game and spend $20 on a beer you just go into one of the bars right there and watch it with a bunch of other crazy fans that are all there for it like it is fun when a bar is everybody's watching the same thing as opposed to yeah. eight different ESPNs and and you know different games on on different tvs it's like when everybody's watching the same thing and that excitement just reverberates every play you know uh you get into the fourth quarter and it's tight and the whole bar you can just feel that anxious energy is so fun um it is but- and, I, and don't get me wrong like i'll i'll watch like like my buddy brett his birthday's in september so we usually that's at least one sunday i'll sit at a bar and watch a seahawks game okay but- you know me. I, I don't know. I just love sitting around somebody's house. Like you've made food. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got everything you need. Like, right. Plus it's like, yeah, let's just watch this. Well, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, that's why people love Super Bowl parties. Like, um, and sometimes you get those in the regular season where it's like a toned down Super Bowl party with, you know, without all the, it's like someone cuts the fat. Usually it's like a hand-picked smaller group, you know, um, and the food, it's, it doesn't need to, you don't need the, the, um, to feed the amount sometimes. So the quality can be a little bit higher. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think some of those, you know, five of us over at your house watching games and some similar settings like that with others um, before we started doing it. But really, like, 
I mean, watching football with you is just a, a legendary experience, man. Like you're <laughs> that's probably one of the best compliments I have to give to anybody, but it, it applies to you. Like, man, you are fun to watch football games with. <laughs> it's funny. Thank you for saying that. It's funny, my buddy. Uh, he was over here Saturday helping me something and his kids and his wife were here and somebody else was like, yeah, I just don't really like football. And his wife, who was not a sports person, was like, you know, I really didn't like it either. She's like, but when you watch it with like Ted, <laughs> she's like, "I, it's more fun and exciting. I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. Because I mean, right. We're talking plays, this and that. I mean, hell. I have a buddy that works at a sports station, right? Barnsy, yeah. <laughs> just Barnes. In a couple of years, I think it was last year, the year before, we were watching game. We always get together on New Year's Day and watch college football. Yeah. And we were watching something. And I just, you know me, I just go, ah, that route in the corner is open. They're like on the 15-yard line. This is going to be a touchdown right here. <laughs> and he's just like, how did you know that? And I was like, ah, just in the first quarter, they tried it. It didn't work. I was like, so I just, I was like, so it's like halfway through the second quarter, you're in the same spot, same coverage, like throw it over there again. Like <laughs> that guy's gonna be open. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> that's so good. And I love that non sports fans picked up on it too, though. Like that's so awesome that some girl is like, yeah, I mean, I don't really care about sports either, but watching them with Ted's a different thing. Like, yeah, I I definitely my girlfriend now doesn't always want to watch football every single week with me, but if even when we lived up there is the same thing. But like, oh, I'm going to Ted's for the game. Can I come? Like, why don't you want to watch it with me all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and the other funny thing is too. I'm with you. Like, I love a big group, but there's definitely times where it's just like five of us sitting around on my couch. Where it's like, all right there's extra people here to cheer, but also like we can honestly just watch the game. Yeah. And I would also tell people like, look, if the Seahawks lose. That's not good. But like, like Maryland still gets me pretty upset, but like, I don't know, maybe it's cause I've gotten older and stuff. I just, as much as I love these sports, like don't let it ruin your whole Sunday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> your girl's not going <laughs> to, your girl might be there, or maybe it's the girlfriend that likes it more than you. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to ruin your whole Sunday. Like, you could be, you could be pissy for an hour or two, but like, I don't know. Like, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my ass because, you know, the team I like didn't win. Dude, that, that might work with my girl to like frame it as an opportunity for growth. Like, yeah, I just want to watch them all so I can work on being more emotionally centered after the losses. I'm just trying to work on that this year. So I got to watch them all. You're welcome to join. If you don't want, that's fine. But my thing is two hours after the game, you shouldn't know if they won or lost, like by my, re my by my reaction, like <laughs> just yeah. bring her into it. You know, <laughs> right. learning, dude, we're like seven years in. I I think I understand the feminine form. Yeah. And like, look, you're talking about going to a bar like I'm going to do it this Sunday. Right. First of all, uh, I hope everybody makes it out to Bremerton Saturday at the uh, 884 or 884 pub. We're going to men's room is going to be there from three to six on Saturday. But yeah, Sunday. Uh, remember the guy that emailed in and he's from England that he was going to that game or whatever. So like. I'm going to take him to an American tailgate for football so he can live it up. And then around 1230, I'm going to sneak out of there on the light rail, come home and watch the game from the comfort of my couch. Ah. 
that's that's a smart move, man. Seasoned veteran. You're, oh, you're I've done it. In season form. Yeah. Yep. Dip season already opened. I made a spinach dip this weekend. <laughs> yeah. The oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> Such a great move. Like, <laughs> dude, it's funny. Like, it's a little cooler up here. But like today felt like fall, right? Okay. Kind of cloudy, like low seventies, high sixties. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like I was walking into work and I was like, all right, all right. I got a got a work event Saturday, which will be a blast. And I was like, Sunday I'm gonna tailgate and come home. And I'm like, ooh, might be time to break out that motherfucking crock pot. <laughs> oh <laughs> magical time of the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh man. If you man, so you're gonna be like, is it gonna be something where you'll set it and then you'll get to walk in the door while it's been cooking for a few hours and you get that smell? Like uh, that's my favorite thing about a crock pot is literally I'll forget about it sometimes and you come home and then that smell hits you and you're just like, oh man. <laughs> like Yeah. That's I haven't decided. I might just uh wasn't gonna say. I think I might just load up the crock pot on Saturday. So when I get home from the event, I have food made. But you're right. You walk in that smell. And then that way, too, when I wake up Sunday, like I'm going to sit here because I have to watch Scott Hansen say, welcome to seven hours of commercial free football starts now. And then I'm going to turn on the crock pot to warm it up and go down to the stadium, tailgate for about two and a half hours and then come back. (laughs) oh that's i mean that's that's the dream right there it's really it's a funny thing of like you know the grass is always greener but there's there's a lot of dudes in relationships listening right now like god damn it ted (laughs) (laughs) uh good for you man that's that's gonna be an awesome sunday you know what you're doing this is in your first rodeo and yeah, the the experience shows with with what you got on deck already. Yeah, I mean, look, he might play for the Broncos, but he taught us separations in the preparation. And you're ready to go week one. Hit the ground running. That's what it's all about. C- Coach Prime style. Oh, all right, I would we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Burning Man. <clears throat> yeah. So kind of funny. Last Thursday, I looked at the weather and it was like the high on Friday at Burning Man is only going to be like 75. And I literally said, man, now I'm jealous I didn't go. Yep. Had the same me, thought. It's, right. It's always hot as hell when I go. And then Saturday morning, I was talking to Taryn. She's like, did you hear what's going on at Burning Man? And I was like, I haven't. Like, I got a bunch of stuff going on. Like, no, whatever. And then later in the day, I was running errands, kind of checked in. And I was like, oh, it rained overnight. So I was there a lot. In 2019, it rained for like maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. And like, first of all, people need to understand when they talk about dust at Burning Man on the playa, like it's not, it's not like there's sand, but it's not sand like a beach, right? Because it's a dried up old lake bed. Yeah. So the sand is completely different. And when it rains, it just, the mud just sticks to everything. Like every time you take a step, you get like another layer of mud. So you're just like collecting it and it makes it like impossible to move, especially. And I'm sure people have seen the videos and stuff like you can't drive stuff out of there because they're just going to sink in. Yeah. So like there was a lot of stuff going on in the Internet. 
I like there was like there's an Ebola break breakout missing that. <laughs> but like uh, our buddy, the mayor was down there with Cobb. So I was like, you doing all right? And he's like, yeah, it's not as bad. It, like it, it's kind of brutal, but he's like, it's not as bad as people are saying, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, that makes a little more sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of shocked when they canceled burning the man on Saturday night. I was like, holy cow. But also yeah. I was. I'm still kind of blown away at like the glee people had that like something bad was happening there. Cause it's like, like, look, I've been twice, right? I've been in 14 and 19. So there is, there is a section of Bernie man that are those plug and play camps where people pay crazy amount of money show up and everything's provided for them. But also, first of all, I just want to say like, you can't fly a private jet into Burning man. Like they do have an airport. For that for those two weeks but it's like you could fly like a cessna in there like it's not a like i don't like when people keep you know oh i guess they can't get their jets out it's like first of all i don't know why you're so angry at the average burner but number two is like you're also just kind of dumb like do you understand the difference between a plane and a jet like there's no <laughs> place for a jet a private jet to land and take off there <laughs> yeah. right like helicopter sure and you see them, you see a ton of them. Like, I'm sure some of those billionaires or Diplo can get a helicopter in, but like, they're not, you can't take off and land private jets out there. Yeah. And then it's also like, it's either like, it seemed like too extreme. It's either like these people are just dirty hippies or they're one percenters. And it's like, look, when I went, the average person I met, like the average burner is just a run of the mill person, right? I mean, I met, you know, teachers. You know, uh, first responders, like people that work at coffee shops, you know, people that work in entertainment, like you meet all kinds of people. And I would say the average burner is just a normal person who happens to enjoy Burning Man. And it always is a struggle. Yeah. Like this year was like heightened. I guess I was just a little the glee of which people seem to be having about it. It kind of struck me. And it's like, well, first of all, you don't know anything about it. You've never been. You don't know what it's for and this and that. So I don't know. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. You know, um, I mean, I, I saw a couple comedians make some pretty funny jokes, but there was definitely an element in the rest of the Internet of like, yeah, almost almost celebrating it, you know, that that they were out there struggling. And I was like, dude, it sounds like a struggle every year, you know, and and the the makeup of the average burner to me. Cause I think about it, I'm like, dude, that sounds like so much work. And that exodus sounds so terrible. And like burners have willingly taken on a lot of effort and suffering because they know it's worth it. Like, correct. And that's a really admirable, like awesome life lesson in there too. So, so to me, I was, cause I know enough burners. I was like, dude, they're probably having as much fun as you could have in that mud. Their spirit, like, yeah. you know, you'd see, you'd hear, you know, there's all like so many like regular media companies were like writing about Burning Man. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know if you know what you're talking about. That like, I, I, I'm just going to think to my experiences of my friends that are burners and deduce what I deduce from that. Like, I'm just scanning for like how crazy the weather is really, you know, but there was, there's a lot of, uh, you know, misinformed opinions, I would say, it seemed like, where I'm like, how many burners have you actually hung out with till five in the morning? Like, <laughs> if you haven't, like, 
your opinion matters even less to me. I, I haven't even been, so my opinion doesn't matter that much to me. But like, yeah, all the burners I know, you know, and and I saw a couple of them on social media. Like they were making the most of it, and you know, like, hey, this is the burn. There's always there's always something with the weather out here. Like it's either 115 degrees. There's dust everywhere. Like oh, this year it's mud. Um and. They're also re- incredibly, you know, resilient and and generally prepared. What I was concerned was was like, I don't think you go to Burning Man planning this. We got tickets after the ticket exchange shut down, and we couldn't go. Like it was too too last minute. Um, and but I, we were talking about it the whole time of like, dude, we would have not been prepared for this we you, you have to prepare so much for burning man in general but you're probably preparing for dry dust and heat not mud and rain you know like yeah so I, that I'm was my you. concern and if you're just prepared the wrong way for the wrong set of circumstances but it seemed like everyone you know made it out all right and it is the desert like it i'm part of it is because it's so extreme and hot during the day but trust me like there's i've been there when it's been like at night where you're like, oh, like I am cold. Yeah. You know, because that temperature drops. So I'm sure with it being wet and everything, that had to be an extra level of uh of like a chill on people. But yeah, I mean, look, I loved Burning Man when I went. I will probably go back at some point. Now, there there's issues I have with it with some of the people, but also like, well, I went. You know, it's kind of like I don't know. Like, look. I could bust your balls. You can bust my balls about some personal stuff, right? But we know each other and we're good friends. But if somebody just walks off the street and starts busting your balls, I'll be like, hey, no, 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 no. Like, you don't get to do that. Right. <laughs> right. Same thing. That's the way I kind of felt this weekend with Burning Man. I was like, you guys have never been. So just, I don't know, just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the you know, and and I forget that most people like don't know 15 people that have been and love going and go almost every year like i do you know like i'm i know probably more burners than the average person so uh, but most people like i don't know what their thoughts on it are uh but you started to see some of that this this week where it's like i don't i think they're you know like too scared to go they don't you know they they just don't understand what it's all about and and it seemed like there was a lot of uh you know the media is going to be the media so that's why i kept thinking like oh man it's kind of funny seeing like the media do media things about something that i know better than them because usually they're talking about geopolitics and international trade and all this stuff that i'm like i got i had no frame of reference here you know (laughs) i generally you know think that all right well i'm just gonna take this person's word for it but this time i was like oh, i don't know if you know what you're talking about there guy that works for newsweek no disrespect to newsweek i don't even know if i read any yeah, articles the same from them thing on too that. with like social media that's what always amazes me too is that people go on social media and like the media the media it's like well social media is media too <laughs> like, so i don't know why you think like this and that like you're part of the problem too like the average newscast now will quote tweets like yeah, yeah you know ted ted you know 206 said birdie man sucks it is for losers so it's like yeah. oh you're part of the problem too and look i work in the media i mean again, yeah. i have issues with certain you know media stuff as well i just i don't know and you know and it's like 
I guess the idea that it's just all these rich top one percenters, it's like, well, there's still a small percentage of those people at Burning Man. Now, right. look, you're going to see more of their pictures. You're going to see the influencer girls who got, you know, dreads put in for a week and this and that. But it's like, that's not everybody. Yeah. And the first year I went, the people I met were just from Reno. And that's what they did every year. And they're super cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just normal people. Yeah. And you get to meet other people. That's my favorite thing. Just going out at night or during the day and just meeting different people from all over the country, all over the world. And like, uh, I mean, hell, last time I went, my camp was basically like a fire spinner death metal camp. Well, I don't spin fire. I don't listen to death metal. And like <laughs> those people, if you don't know them, like first day I was there, I was like, ah, like some of these people seem a little scary or a little aggressive. But <laughs> I just hung out with them and BSed with them. And like some of them are still very good friends of mine. Yeah. That I talked to, you know, we send messages back and forth. It's like, yeah, like you, you're introduced to a whole new world. And I like the fact that like it is scary. And like those dust storms are horrible. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we made the commitment to come out here and do this. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a, uh, there's just a certain, you know, in my experience with people that have been there, there's this, you know, adaptability and sort of calmness that it seems like the burn. Cause like, if you can survive the playa, like, you know, just random stuff that comes up in the, in the day to day, it's like, I, we're relatively comfortable in, in modern society. And there's an extreme level of discomfort associated with like every year at the burn in one way or another whether it's heat wind dust mud like <laughs> i was i was taunting the mayor a little bit yesterday because he was like yeah like we're good we're still having fun like this and that he's i was like no ice i know you love ice so i was like sending him pictures of ice bags in my <laughs> freezer and then i was like hope you're doing okay i just took a long hot shower and i'm just sitting on my couch watching football <laughs> at that point i knew they could get out so i was like oh i'm gonna taunt them a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so uh, good all right let's take a break here we'll come back we'll check in with what's mattening uh probably not any more emails and uh i don't know we'll talk about something else we'll be back All right. As always, uh, thank you to all our sponsors out there. Uh, it's funny, Matt and I were just having a discussion before we hop back on here. And I, the main point I want to say to him is like, look, I love Burning Man. It's a it's a hard experience. Getting in always sucks. Getting out always sucks. Ta building your camp sucks. And like, honestly, like I feel fine saying this, like it's not for everybody. Like there's festivals you can go to. Like I love Meltdown. I'll take anybody to Meltdown. There's food vendors. There's a beer garden. Like, I mean, you could basically show up to meltdown with just a tent. And yeah. if you, if you have cash, like you could, or you could figure it out, but it's like, yeah, Burning Man's a different beast. So you don't, not everybody has to go. And then I will also say, I know I said one more thing. Uh, the other thing that always amazes me is people are always like, what about all the sex? And I'm like, look, there is an orgy dome. I was like, I've never been in there. The only time I was invited, I just wasn't sure if I was if we were both going to hook up with this girl or if the boyfriend was going to try to hook up with me. So I, I opted out of that one. That was the only time anybody's ever asked me to go. And the girl was smoking hot. <laughs> like somebody was like, dude, I don't like just just a heads up. Like that might be more than you're willing to go for it. I was like, yeah, 
yeah, I don't, I don't need to be in the orgy dome. I'll, I'll be all right. This <laughs> <laughs> is like that. I was invited. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like people, people have these misconceptions that are just like people, you know, just you walk down the street and like, you know, there's somebody having sex in the middle of the road. It's like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn and when you go to the big camps like there is cops there's also undercover cops coming into your camp that you would never know so it's like yeah yeah so it's not as like you can't just walk around being like selling you know got free drugs like somebody will get you i mean i was at a giant camp one night and uh i was hand rolling a cigarette Right. Because I used okay. to always smoke spliffs, but I was like, I kind of just feel like smoking something. And I mean, I pulled out my, you know, the little paper, I'm getting hit. And I mean, out of nowhere, boom, there's a flashlight like on me. And I'm like, what's up? And it's like two cops in their gear. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, like, and this, I mean, this was years before weed was legal in Nevada. Like, what are you rolling? And I just like held it up and they were like, do we need to look in it? And I was like, you can look in it. It's just American spirit tobacco. And they were like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not sure I ever rolled that thing. The wind is whipping. I was just hammered. It was like, ah, I mean, like smoking something. I hand roll a cigarette in the, you know, in the fucking wind in the desert. Damn. <laughs> Dude, that's so lucky you weren't rolling a spliff there, though. <laughs> So oh funny. yeah, I know. Just I thought about it. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> also, the last time I went, weed had been legalized in Nevada, but you're on like, God, I forget what they call those lands, but it's like you're on like public land or whatever. But like the rules are a little different, and you're also close to a reservation. <laughs> so like the first night I was there, I was just at a giant camp, like sound camp out in the middle, just smoking a spliff, like not giving a care in the world. And the next day, somebody's like, Hey, uh, remember the rules are a little different here. Like tech. And I was like, Oh, so I shouldn't just be like openly smoking. They were like, <laughs> I mean, like in your camps, fine. But like, yeah, because the big sound camps are out on the, uh esplanade like the main like inside curve and they were like you or like if you're out there you should be a little careful so like, oh all right my bad wow <laughs> also one more thing uh about justin timberlake just because you were just talking about like people people's misconceptions about burning man and drug use and stuff they on the before the concert starts it was like interview footage of him with all the band and the dancers and stuff and they were like, if you could only, if you were on a deserted island and you could only have the music of one artist, who would it be? And JT goes, depends on which kind of drugs I'm allowed to bring to the island. <laughs> <laughs> I got different artists for different moods. <laughs> I was like, dude, you are a legend already. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, and it helps that his like good buddy is Stapleton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, I guess we have no emails this week. Let's check in with what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Check out what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Check out what's Matt. We could have emails. We just have no one to read them. Um. 
yeah this this weekend uh let's see i i had some plans they all kind of got hijacked a little bit because i got a call from my brother that he was coming into town with his wife and uh one-year-old daughter my niece and i just love that that little kid um she's awesome and so i, I got super excited huh I gave your Instagram post a like when you said just doing Uncle Matt stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So so I got that call and I was like, yeah, awesome. We'll make it happen. And then so Friday night, he's like, let's go to Boomers. Boomers is the arcade and mini golf area. It's like one of those classic. They have go-karts, too. And maybe a little right, like a family fun center. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a family fun center type place called Boomers, and we'll we'll play putt putt with her, the the one year old. And I was like, oh, awesome, I'm there. And then there was some those those storms that got Burning Man also came through this desert. <laughs> and so right. after we had planned it, then the National Weather Service sends out this like warning of like. Dust advisory. Be prepared for drops to zero visibility in some places. Oh, that's not good. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, usually that stuff, like the wind gets crazier out towards the freeway. And and Boomers is more towards the mountains. So I was like, yeah, we'll be fine. And then I drove to Boomers and I got there first. And the there's so much dust. I was like, I didn't know it got this dusty down on this side, uh, this close to the mountains. And so I called him and I'm like, I don't know if you want, you know, like the National Weather Service literally said elderly and infants and those with respiratory problems take extra caution. And I'm like, we got a one year old, maybe not in the in the dust storm, you know, be out outdoors. And he's like, no problem. Come over here. They're staying with uh, his brother-in-law. His wife's brother uh, lives in in Palm Springs, but I've never been there. So I call him. I'm like, I, I don't think we should go to Boomers, man. Like, just thinking about your kid. You know, I love her. I don't want her to, you know, inhale some of this crap. And so he's like, yeah, just come on over. I didn't know where it was. I just knew it was in Palm Springs, the the proper city. And Boomers is like right on the the border of of Palm Springs and the next city over Cat City, Cathedral City. And so I'm like, I'm just popping into Palm Springs and I'm already basically in Palm Springs. And then he texts me the address and it's on the exact opposite end, like the furthest corner of town. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And 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 then I get another I get a flash flood warning. on on my phone between boomers and their house and i was like oh damn all right so we got a couple possible crazy weather situations that i'm driving a mini cooper in and you know it's it's the desert it's not built for inclement weather it's 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 not like washington roads when they get wet like just a a little two tenths of an inch within an hour can like mess some places up pretty quick and I think we ended up getting about an inch in an hour in Ooh. certain places that as that hit, including when I got to their neighborhood, like the there's a couple little dips to at the stop signs. And I got through two and I was like, that was a little sketch. And the third one was just like a swimming pool. I was like, I got to turn around. I can't 
I'm not taking this little car through that. It's not even a puddle. It's like a river. Yeah. That's so a I smart him, move. Yeah. And I call my brother and I'm like, hey, man, I, I can't come. The weather's too crazy. And he's like, what? He couldn't hear me because the rain on my car was so loud. <laughs> it was Damn. just dumping. And so then I have to turn around and I have to drive basically 40 minutes back home and hope that the roads are in good shape. And they were not. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they were fine in some spots, but in other spots, they were basically like the river that I didn't want to drive through, except now I don't really have a choice. Uh, and so, yeah, I just gave people lots of space and didn't break during the water parts, which other people did try and break during, which I didn't think was very smart. So I just kept my distance and uh, eventually made it home through some it was a crazy some of the craziest driving I've ever done. And the fact that it was a Mini Cooper just made it all the more sketch and entertaining it was fun i mean that reminds me of uh years ago i was in deep creek lake maryland and uh like the last day i was there it's like my mom i think it was my mom's 75th birthday so like this little town next door had an enterprise so i had rented a car as i had to drive to philly to go visit my buddy because i was like i'm in town i'll come see you and you've heard the story but the girl working there you know, cute girl, like early 20s. I start BSing with her. And then she's like, we hooked you up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And it's some, you know, what was it? A, uh, a Dodge Ram, like Hemi, like, like just this giant truck. And she's like, we hooked you up. But I like I was too scared to be like, can I just have a tiny car? But <laughs> so I mean, like, you know me, I don't drive enough as it is driving this beast of a truck on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and same thing, just torrential storms. So like the speed limit's like 60. We're going like 25, 30. The wipers are on full blast. And I'm like, at least I'm in this giant truck. Yeah. <laughs> like same thing. I was like, I think at one point I pulled off. I was like, this is too much. I got to pull off this highway and just, just wait. Cause it was a thunderstorm. So like, I know it'll pass, but it was just like, Oh yeah. I can't imagine driving through that in a mini Cooper. Like, yeah. Just like, and Oh, and it's not, I mean, occasionally Seattle gets like real showers, but so much of the Seattle definition of rain is, you know, much more constant, more kind of calm. These are like violent, like loud, violent drops of water. Uh, it, it was just insane, man. Like it, it's, <laughs> and I, I saw it in Baltimore, like same thing. I was going to say, you know, those storms. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the rain is a lot different in other parts of the country when it comes. And yeah, this was one of those instances where, I mean, dude, there was a part where it was, it had to have been at least a hundred yards of like, six inches to a foot of standing water. And I was just oh. like, I saw it coming and I was like, oh man, well, if I don't break, I need some momentum going into it and then, but not too much. And then I need to not break during it and I'll be fine. And I was, and then the next one fucking red light in this, you know, it wasn't as long of a stretch of deep water, but it was right where I needed to stop for the red light. And I was just like, damn, dude, this is legitimately sketch out here. Like, and you think like, dude, I'm from Seattle. It rains all the time. And I'm just telling you, it's just a very different thing down here. And the roads are not built for it. Like, no, right. It doesn't seep in. It just floods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So I yeah, mean, I have I left I've left Taryn and Brad's once leaving Stanwood, and the way we get we used to go home through like Savannah, and same thing like we got to that like stop sign. Mm-hmm. And there's just signs like, do not go down here and just stand in water. And I remember the guy I was driving was like, why? It's a, like, we're in a four wheel drive. I'm like, dude, that's like two feet of water. Like, and I think it only takes like what a foot of water to float a car or whatever. Yeah. I was like, we just, we got to go up and around and try to find another route. Yeah, yeah. Stand in, stand in water is scary. Yeah. At one point I legitimately like looked down to see if it was coming in through the bottom where the, the door is like that that bottom crack i was like this it could come in here like that that would not be, shock me and i like looked down like, all right i guess we're good um so yeah friday was unexpectedly eventful um just driving in crazy ass weather is kind of fun in hindsight like that was, that was an <laughs> exciting friday um <laughs> it would have been dope to play putt putt with the one-year-old for the first time don't get me wrong um and then so Saturday we uh, went to the tram, which is this I talked about it before, but it, it, there's this tram that's like in Palm Springs. It takes you up a mountain like 5000 feet or 4000, so a bunch of feet, you know, to much higher elevations. You go through like five different microclimates on the way up the mountain and uh, right. just some amazing views. Really cool at the top. And. So we were doing that with with my niece and taking her up there. Um, and so it was my brother, his wife, uh, Tyler and I, and then his wife's brother and mom. So, you know, just a bunch of extended family for her, just taking her up there. And you get up there and it's the mountains. It's trees everywhere. It's a lot colder. It's like totally different than the desert down here. And um, it's up by Idlewild where we talked right. about. I looked that up, by the way. So did you look it up? I did. Okay. Yeah, there's a movie called Idlewild. Uh, I know. Dude, it's funny. We had talked about it, and then like a day or two later, somehow that term came up on the men's room, and I was like, oh, yeah, and started talking. About, I was, oh, because Miles pr- mispronounced it, and I was like, it's out of wild, wild. And he's like, and they were like, what? How do you know that? And I was like, actually, on a brand new episode of the podcast, we talked about it a lot. <laughs> right the the outcast thing had nothing to do with the town in california no no it's and there's a movie uh there was a full album by them it was a soundtrack named idle wild and yeah both of them were in the movie like yeah. andre did a little bit more acting after the fact but big boy was in the movie too so yeah just want to correct ourselves on that um but yeah so it's it's the same mountain climate once you get up to the top of the tram and they got some some trails and stuff and yeah, the the little one loved it. It was great. It was fun. She's a happy kid. She's smiling. She she lets me hold her really well. At one point in the tram itself, she like she she was in her mom's arms and she saw me and she like reached for me and started leaning towards me so that mom would hand her to me and I was like, "Damn, dude, we're we're getting tight. This is cool." <laughs> uh, nice. That was a big, big compliment. Um, and then Sunday, I got to talk about this. Uh, don't always talk about golf on here. I mean, I do, but not all the golf I play makes what's matinin. But I golfed with my brother and his brother-in-law in Palm Springs um, at a place called Tickets Creek. It's a public course. If you come down here, check out check out the resort course. It's nicer than the Legends course. Um, all right, good tip. So, yeah, so we so we played the resort course at to Kitts Creek, and first hole, my brother Luke 
drives the green on a par four to eight feet. Jesus. Eight feet from the pin for Eagle, sinks it. Two under after one. Um, and then he kept it together. Like that kid's composure was just amazing. It was impressive. Kept it together at the front. At the end of nine, uh, I was driving the cart and keeping score and stuff. He's like, I need you to tally that up for me, bro. And I'm like, all right. Holy f- bro. You just shot par <laughs> on the front. <laughs> What's his par. handicap? So it was like a 10 something after this round, it dropped to an eight, eight. So he's now Damn. a single digit handicap based on this round. So on the back nine, he keeps it together. Most of the time coming in last two holes, he got dinged up a little bit and ended up three over for the day. Shot a 75, which is a good round. Best, yeah. Best round of his life brought his handicap down a full two points um, into single digits. And so, it was it was a lot of fun to be there for that man. Uh, do you guys you know, just play? Uh, do you play just score? Or do you play like skins games or something? No, we we're just playing playing match or uh, stroke play, just conventional. Right. Everybody, you know, keeps score against them. You know, it's for your own game. Um, there wasn't any added like competition or anything. No side bets. Um, and yeah, it was it was it's really fun being there for someone else's like best round of their life and. You know, as I was driving home, I was like, dude, like, because golf's such a weird sport. Like, I kind of had, I didn't realize, but I, I didn't do anything to like throw him off terribly. Right. Like, if you, if you're driving the cart like an a hole or like bringing stuff up, you know, there's a lot of superstition. You don't want to talk about his round too much. And, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't throw his mental off at all, you know, while riding with him, which is, you just have a lot of opportunities to say some stuff that, you know, incidentally gets in your, your partner's head without even trying because it's just such a weird mental game. So, yeah, it was, it, that was just a lot of fun to, to be a part of. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's cool to have such an awesome brother. You know, obviously he's a great dad and hanging out with his daughter is a ton of fun. Uh, and just seeing him smoke me at golf. Like, <laughs> and it's like, same thing with watching JT earlier. Like I'm trying to not feel worse about myself and just be happy for you here as hard as I can, bro. Like, but damn, <laughs> <laughs> you do uh. not golf as much as me. <laughs> I was watching one of the videos from the what's the country club adjacent guys. Oh, they're great. And they're like, we're going to do a round sober. And the two dudes that smoke weed, they're like, look at them. Look at their cart. There's a big puff of smoke coming out of there. <laughs> it, was, it was just funny. It's like nobody boozed and they're bitching about not throwing in a lipper like a Zin. But of course, the stoners couldn't make it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, those guys are hilarious. The Yeah, they, they've done some awesome epic matches over the years that I'm like, I can't believe I've watched them play golf on YouTube and get wrapped up in it. But it's like the one team's on shrooms, the other team's on acid. What's going to happen? This is like fascinating. Them and uh, who's my other guy? Bob does sports. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just want to go golf with him and uh, and Joey Colcutts and Pat Perez. Yeah. (laughs) Pat Perez is a shark. He is so good. Yeah. I think my dream foursome would be, uh, let's see, uh, JT, 
Uh, we were just talking about him. M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold and OJ Simpson. <laughs> oh, I think I would take I would take Timberlake and then maybe Kelsey. Jason okay. Kelsey, because he seems fun. Yeah. Or Travis Kelsey, because he yeah. seems fun on the course. I'm trying to think who else I'd put in there. I honestly, I'd probably take one of the golf guys. Like either Bob or like Fat Perez or just one of those dudes I watch. And I mean, dude, I've been to Top Golf, but I mean, I haven't played real golf in years. But yeah, the internet has got me hooked on watching the uh, golf content again. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great, man. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a great sport. I've never it was just really fascinating to to see how much better my little brother is than me for, for again, for how big a part of my life it is. There's part of me that I'm like, should I be embarrassed? Should I be jealous, bitter? Like, I was just be happy for the guy. It's easier. I don't want to sort through that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like there might've been a period in my like early twenties when I golfed a lot that I could have beat my brother, but he played like now that his kids are grown, like he plays a lot of golf right now and is like focused on it. Like, oh, he would smoke me. <laughs> like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother challenge him, him to like around. So I'm just like, like just I it's like anything else, but like if you know, like some golf people would be annoying as crap. Like my brother's not one of them. I don't think you're one of them. But like just the way he talks about his rounds now, I'm like, ah, uh, he's getting like good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right well we're not gonna have a cop topic i think he'll be here next week i will say this i know he's home safe uh, a lot of people reached out to me that's kind of funny too a lot of people i know are just like hey man are like your buddies okay like are you there and i'm like i'm not there they're okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right we'll be back next week uh get once again hopefully saturday if you're over in bremerton we're coming for you uh <laughs> oh there he is what time eight eight uh eight 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 four pub over in bremerton men's room will be there from three to six there'll be college football on and then matt for the first time this season because it counts you know what go hawks go hawks all right for mctp for the missing mud man i'm the ted smith this is the podcast cheers